Hello and welcome to episode 7-0. That's right, you heard me right, but I'll say it twice. Episode 70 of U.S. Comics Cast. 60 minutes, two topics for the people. I'm John Rivera, your CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. That makes me Charlie Rivera. I'm the COO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, but not yours. I'm my own. Community property. What's going on, man? How's the apocalypse treating you? Oh, you know, just the coronavirus is setting in something fierce over here. And I'm not talking about coughing or the inability to breathe deeply. I mean more so that I'm bored out of my fucking mind. I am so bored. Um, There are certain things that I have done um, just to kind of amuse myself. Where if there had been a floating camera, you know, like <laughs> we style over my shoulder for playback, I would largely be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed for myself, much less the character that I was portraying. If somebody wrote this up, it's just oh, every day is just a just a struggle to get to, to sleepy time in a movie. This would be the boring montage. Of, like, the yeah. guy who just got fucking, like, left at the altar. Who's, like, <laughs> you're just eating Haagen-Dazs right out the fucking can- uh, like the container. You, you just, just got... Laying I- in bed. No, I use, I use all temperatures for my sheets. <laughs> just throw it in. Doesn't make a difference. Wow. It comes out very soft. I'm to the point now where, like, I do laundry as I'm wearing it. Like, it doesn't even wait till it's off my body. I'm like, I'll just start scrubbing the shirt. It's I'm just sorry. like, why not? Can you repeat that for me? Because your fucking shirt is so loud, I couldn't actually this, hear the story. This today I thought was the funniest thing I could have done <laughs> to start my day. I put on my most Hawaiian of shirts. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I, I need re- a tea. I regret nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's, what, it's, what else is going on? The I, You know, it's it's... It is very bad sitcom montage. Every day is exactly the same. It sure. is. It's like even the like projects around the house all are blending in. Like if I if I plant one more flat, I'm gonna punch myself in the throat. It's right. just it's the most exhausting. The novelty from the fact that you've never done that before in your life. Nope, is wore off instantly. Okay. Literally, the second flower, I was like, this sucks balls. <laughs> oh, this is why I've never done this before. You, oh, okay. Not a sponsor, but I would love it if they if they were one. You just started doing DDP yoga, so I dusted off the old DVDs I had. What's I, that? A DV? A divid? <laughs> What's that? Some kind of golf term? It's I'm like a Blu-ray, big. but sadder. Um, a Blu-ray. <laughs> You oh, mean like the weapon from the guy from My Come in Peace? No. You talking about that? Nothing like that. It's oh, like a, it's sick. like a, you remember a Kasingle from when you were 30? Um, it's a lot like oh, a Kasingle, but it has video Mm-mm. and things like that. But uh, I did, for oh, the terrible. first time, I did it today, and I, I spent, I did like a half hour proper class, then I did like both tutorials, hmm. I'd like twice, because it was just like, Nope, I need to fill this dead void. In my my I my Apple Watch tutoring. My Apple Watch did not know what was going on. It was like you haven't <laughs> moved in three weeks. Apple's what like one at a time, please. This is only <laughs> supposed to be for one person. Wise guy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But Lord, the one thing that kind of is a constant is every single day, Jess and I sit down and we watch a movie from her DVD collection. Mm. Um, I have completely frozen on my end. The fuck? You're frozen on. Oh, now you're loose again. Do you just want to redo that, or you want to cut around this? No, we'll cut, I'll cut around it. All right. Um, big. The one constant is Jess and I every single night sit down to watch a movie from her DVD Blu-ray collection. That is commitment because you do realize there are still, in spite of the lockdown. There's still new things popping up on the on the uh, on the boob tube. No, like we are committed. It's, it's like you guys have a report to hand in at the end of the semester or something like that. 
we are fully committed to the lunacy of these old movies. Uh, before I hop into my subjects, I will give you a proper example of some mm. of these DVDs. We had a copy of Goodfellas that was only the first half of the movie. It was so early in DVD making that this was a misprint that had chapter 1 to 12. What? Was it like a miniature-sized DVD? No, no. It was a full DVD that they just screwed up in printing. Did you get uh, the, the Goodfellas single? <laughs> that, that's so peculiar to me. Wow. It was, it was exhausting to endure because I uh, thought it was like, this must be user error. No, no. We went to, like, the pick a scene. Right. After, did you, a, after the did middle, you it's like. get that copy uh, while you were waiting for them to call your name at the barbershop? Was that like a barbershop special? <laughs> no, it was. DVD? And it was brand new. DVD? We knew it wasn't smudged because we had pulled off the good old cellophane. Right. I'm about to sneeze. Oh, God, I have the chrono. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Um, but oh, we made doing it... everything in his power to ruin this segment. <laughs> but as Goodfellas imp implies, we're properly in the G section. So last night, we sat through the 2011 not-so-classic Green Hornet that Seth Rogen wrote. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, sure, And I sure. watched it, and I remember distinctly, like, I saw that in theaters, and I, yeah. it was fine. But yeah. I was never delusional enough to be like, this is where the superhero genre has reached its zenith. Mm. In watching it again, it makes so many weird decisions. They become, well, a, they become a team. They break up. They become a team again. They make fun of how old Cameron Diaz is, which was honestly very, very funny. Yeah, that um, was a good choice. <laughs> it was just great because it it, like, it's, it's just executed well. But there's a ton of talent in that movie. Um, yeah. But the big problem is, uh, overall, not very true to the source material. There's a lot of, there's a lot of reminding you of things. Mm. From I know it from, I used to watch the '66 Batman on rerun, and then I'd watch Bruce Lee carry all the weight for good old Brit. You know what I mean? No. Uh, so that's, that's what that's... I know. That's an understatement. That's what I know about, you know, Green Hornet. But then mm -hmm. as I got older, they hooked me in with, like, reissuing the comics. And then there was a new comic for a very long time that was like, yeah. this is... It was is, IDW? I think Did... it was IDW. It was at least my yeah. favorite. I'm sure other companies got a crack at it. Yeah. So I, I mean, that that's the thing, that, you know, with... Uh, it's funny that you mention it because um, there's a new technology... Um, but the slang the kids are throwing around is called streaming, and um, it that? allows you to watch. Yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. Do you it's, need a special machine? It's, it's very it's very close to magic, oh. in that um, you know if you have one of those talk to my remote remotes, um, it's almost like some Harry Potter shit. You're like play this, and it happens. You know, it's pretty awesome. Um, Does it ever get but, it way yeah, wrong? Play Green Horn and be like, Green Girls 4. Like, okay. no, no, not even close. Like, it, it, where it says, like, I'm just assuming this is what you wanted, you sick degenerate. I'm like, yes, I do want it. Now that now that you've teased me with it, you dirty bitch. This ain't Green Giant. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I happened to catch that uh, streaming. Really? Um, yeah, maybe. God, uh, really let, I mean, it's been a brain. few. Uh, I've got nowhere else to go, nothing else to do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did happen to catch it recently streaming also. It's very funny that you mentioned the um, the formulatic, um, oh, they became partners, then they have a fight, then they get to get... I mean, that is, you just described almost every Seth Rogen movie in any case. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, they really um, do have a form. There's the he, Seth Rogen formula. There's, like, one chalkboard... Someplace on his, you know, in his estate where that was written down many, many moons ago. Many, 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 much, much Buddha uh, has been smoked in its presence. And, like, the chalk is faded, but it, it's still there. <laughs> they it's, just it's changed the title and then a couple character yeah, yeah, names. Yeah, exactly. They're like, they'll write it on masking tape and I like, slap it on there. 
But what? Uh, what it all got... right, here's our pitch for <laughs> for the network. It's just Green Hornet crossed off, Pineapple <laughs> Express crossed off. Like it's now uh, ten inches thick because they never take off the old tape. They just put more tape over it. At one yeah, point, it's, it's okay. just gonna <laughs> funk. Just hit the floor. It'll, well, yeah, yeah. But That'll it got work. me thinking. You know, in this, in this, we're entering a, a a very, I think, a very interesting moment for comic book movies mm. because the last two Avengers, in kind of in 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 certain circles, are going to be the uh, uh, the epitome of what a comic book movie can lead to and what it can be. Right. Well, yeah, that that will become the expectation. So if you go to a network, you're like, oh, here's a butterfly, but butterfly boy, and uh, you know the Mothman. Um, they're gonna be like, all right, this is gonna this is gonna spit out Avengers numbers, right? This is how we're gonna justify this budget. So yeah, no, I think that's fair. So what I think's gonna what I think one option is for these studios to not spend that Avengers money mm. to net that Avengers money is you have to, even Marvel's doing it. They're thinking to the left and to the right. They're going, okay, we've done superheroes, even Black Panther, which was at least visually looked yeah. different, but very sure. kind of traditional in its storytelling. Now they're going like, uh, we got Blade, who's going to fuck up vampires. Like we're about to throw vampires in the Marvel cinematic universe and be like right, let's right. do it so i think properties like green hornet are once again gonna start coming like let's try the phantom again let's mm -hmm. try like these characters we can get for pennies on the dollar compared to let's say doing a a doc ock movie uh right, which right. is a weird pull i don't know why he was in my mind not a superhero clearly a supervillain i just see you're only ever well. a few seconds away from some form of tentacle porn. It's just, I mean, at this point, this ain't Doc we, Ock. a doctor needs to be brought in. Oh, no. no, no. Well, there was the, the hot female that, that Doc Ock worse. in Multiverse, the spider, Edge of the Spider-Verse. That's the one I watch, I swear. Wink. It's the Spider-Man 2 version. Sure, um, sure. But I started reading, and Universal Studios who just last week, was it, is in like this weird, we're just going to put stuff, we're fighting AMC Theater. Universal has no idea what they're doing. Universal, though, has the rights and is moving forward with the Green Hornet and Kato. So we're getting a new really? Green Hornet movie once the world oh, turns back on. It's in, wow. Yeah, it's in, it was in early development. No script. No... Uh, no script, no one. See, but he, here's here's my question to that, and um, I, I'm fully aware that we live in, you know, um, reboot times, refresh times, relaunch, whatever, rebrand. Um, what I think was very interesting with the um, the Green Hornet version that we got was even though Cato still kicked much ass. It was it was a comedy first, so that it was um, it was a self-defined uh, action comedy, and I realized that a lot of them, a lot of the movies that we get currently do define themselves that way, but they're not they're not really. I mean, the Marvel movies just to just to put them on on blast for a minute, they have a shit ton of comedic moments. Like where one could argue that they're almost comedies first, and then they have like CGI comedy, you know, yeah. or, or however you want to define it. Yeah, look at a movie but, like Ant Man. That's a comedy yeah. first. Or, or even look at Ragnarok. 100%. I mean, Ragnarok, you know, and that, that's the, to the reason, camera. That's the reason why you know it 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 almost had to reinvent itself as a franchise in order to come back after that <laughs> second installment. Dark world, um, and <laughs> and I can understand where they were coming from with it, but um, Green Hornet was camp. So when you're coming out of it, you know, when you're coming out of a project, um, and it was one thing, and you're saying, okay, well, here's my take on it. It almost needs to be drastically different 
just to even justify. So oh, yeah, I think my question is now: Are we going to get basically so that now they've went one direction with with um, Green Hornet? Does that mean that we're now going to get the the you know the the Michael Keaton version of Batman? Except that's that's what's coming for Green Hornet next. Like that is yeah. Well, you know what am I what am I anticipating? What's and what's the source material if there is a specific? Well, it got me really thinking of of what we were talking about last week with with you know uh, Battle of the Planets. Like um, your body goes through all those little changes, <laughs> new hair. That's true. It's just popping up everywhere. Oh, it's um, a magic time. So, just the fact, right out the gate, they're calling it Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Hornet, <laughs> and Kato. They're really rebranding. They really hard. changed it up. They're like, "Fuck this newspaper business." Now he's left on a desert island. No, what's really great is them putting again. Cato belongs on the poster always and obviously. Yeah. But by going Green Hornet and fucking Cato. Right. It should be called Cato and the Green Hornet. It should be called Cato. <laughs> oh shit! Green Hornet's in this nonsense. But what I think you do is. What we were talking about with with G Force again, kind of to repeat myself, uh, was you you kind of distill down what's important with yeah. it, and the story is something that is very very familiar, but yeah. also very very unique. Just the fact that he's a good guy, pretending to be a bad guy to like take over crime, mm. is a cool gimmick. And I think yeah. if you if you handle it and treat it as cool as the concept is, I think it'll be great. I think it has the potential. I don't need it to be Dark Knight serious. I don't need it to be, you know, uh, uh, doom and gloom. But if you look at something like the Netflix Daredevil show or to a slightly lesser extent, the Titans DC uh, TV show, you can if you have Cato. Spin kicking someone in the jaw, that motherfucker's gonna go down. And there mm. is a certain amount of true grit missing from comic book movies right now where things don't look impactful. We're told they're impactful. Yes, every now and then Thanos will lose an arm, but we haven't really seen or a, a head. Or a head. Um, we haven't really seen uh martial arts like Mortal Kombat style, you know, martial arts on the big screen in a yeah. superhero film. You could borrow. Well, from... let me ask you, let me ask you this, um, just to kind of uh, slow down the thought. Have you seen any attached talent either in front of or behind the screen? There's been nothing. Uh, camera? There's been nothing announced other than this project. Just concept? Is, it is not only a concept. It's like, they have the rights. They're making this movie. Right. They, they did right, the right. thing where like you hire thirty-five people to write scripts, and you're gonna, you know, pick your favorite. Take the best one, because not for anything. Um, if you if you really want to talk about trends, obviously superhero uh, projects are a major trend, but you know, personal taste notwithstanding. It's very hard not to say that Marvel is the gold standard. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. there I, I are the undeniable. Marvel movies, the Marvel movies which uh, mimic themselves, uh, understandably so. It's part of it's it's part of their branding. It, they look a certain way, they play out a certain way. They have a certain level of connectivity which their audiences expect. Um, but then on the same token, you either have projects who come out that are intentionally not looking like a marvel project with a different rapper which get blowback for that reason or you have projects which are not marvel uh properties uh sony's uh spider uh universe is a good example of it with the exception of spider-man <laughs> himself the spider-man um, universe minus spider-man <clears throat> yeah exactly it's <throat> exactly right so, you know, and they actually just made a whole big deal about saying like, no, the, our movies are not the Spider Universe. They're 
and they came up with this obscenely long, ridiculously impossible and unclever acronym that like it it was it was absurd. It was absurd. The webtastic you know, like, world of spiders. It uh, honestly, Charlie, that would have been head and shoulders the best. Uh, sitting around the table, the birth, the best um, b- version that that came out. They were like, "You're the new president of fucking of Webtastic Pictures." Uh, it it was just just so bad. They're so desperately trying to say like, "No, we're not Marvel," but you're fucking doing your very best Marvel impersonation. So let's let's not pretend. But in any case, if if someone comes out and intentionally do, does something different, um, then they get shit. Honestly, oh, you're looking it's at it. It's called now. the Sony's universe of Marvel characters. It's just that's so genuinely specific. Are, are the T-shirts and bumper stickers being made up as we speak? Because uh, nobody wants Sony's them. universe of Marvel characters featuring Spider-Man. But look, Venom, we kind of own. Not even, not even the the, the, he was the in Sony a lobster tank. Sony universe of um of Marvel properties, and maybe one day, if you're really good, Spider Man will show up in one of ours. Probably not though. Probably hey, not. you we... show up, you prove we can do it without Spider Man, and we'll immediately rely on Spider Man. The the template has been written for them. They have zero excuse not to make a live action uh, into the Spider Verse type thing. And use Miles, and everyone that wants it. Pushback. Well, it's it it caters so well to this world that we live in, where they'll pump out a movie, and then you know, four years later, five years later, you're like, nope, forget all about that. But the person, the person that was in that movie, starring in that movie, is at the movie theater, sitting next to you. <laughs> You know, uh, with popcorn and soda. Toby McGuire's so like, oh, like, he looks kind of young for a teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly right. Toby McGuire was my carpool guy <laughs> to get to the theater on time. Um, I let Andrew he Garfield my Uber 100 driver. bucks. <laughs> he was doing plays in the city. He ain't getting paid shit. <laughs> He's like, I need more turtleneck money. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, we understand, pal. We understand. <laughs> Are you cold, bud? Are you cold? Oh, Your Spider-Man yeah. was very interesting. <clears throat> trying to be nice there's, to everybody. There's a whole big uh, underswelling crowd out there who adamantly uh, are of the opinion that Garfield's Spider-Man was the best version. And uh, as someone who starred alongside him in a... Uh, uh, the second installment, I can tell you that, um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Did you co-star in the sequel to Amazing Spider-Man or did Part you response? <laughs> it's connected. It's, it's. If you can pause, if you can pause the DVD and right now put up a picture of poor Aunt May. With just khaki Puerto yeah. Rican schwanz just here. My schwanz was sitting on her shoulder like a fucking parrot sits on a pirate's shoulder in Pirates of the Caribbean uh, 57. Just right here. It is just, and it was dynamite. a hot day, too. So, like, that, that could not have been. The worst part is I remember you enjoyable. told me it was the graduation scene. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to see my brother. <laughs> is that I know that you left I know that left hanging fucking baby <laughs> arm anywhere uh, anywhere but as my time I'm sure comes to a close uh, I have to ask what is one thing in this Green Hornet movie that you uh, if you saw it you'd be like yeah or even beyond the Bruce Lee of it all do you even care about Green Hornet and Kato See that's that's the thing, and and actually we we did get off the beaten path, so I don't I don't mind um, s- squeezing out some extra time for you, but um, Green Hornet started off or or came to you know came to our attention as as camp uh, in the same way that the the Batman series was yeah the Batusi and and uh, you know having every villain have 
henchmen that were like dressed up like little miniature versions of them and having the tar peed out of them because the Batman series villains were all names. Like, no, I'm Vincent Price, motherfucker. You ain't punching this face. <laughs> like, all right, we have a dozen little miniature eggheads that, that we can beat up. It'll be fine. So, um, but yeah, so, so we, we only had that to, to, uh, uh, kind of inform our opinions and what to expect. And obviously, uh, the Batman comic, uh, severely outsold anything that was put out in print for green, uh, for green Hornet. But, um, I think that has much to do with why when we watched the, the, the most recent, now we got to say it in those terms. The most recent adaptation, um, we were okay with it being kind of like funny, and uh, it was it was fine because there was no um, there was the, the the love affair with the character and the property wasn't fueling those ticket sales. It was more, you know, Seth and and gang uh, fueling it, and and you know, f- f- as far as I'm concerned, Doctor King Schultz because uh, he can do no wrong. So um, I, I think that becomes very difficult because we have had serious, you know, takes on the characters since then, but um, they won't have that that build um, expectation. It'll be comparative to the last movie. So I'm really I'm really curious to see kind of you know I don't really have any skin in the game. I'll see it. I'll see it because I see all of them. We see it if they sell it. So where? bad because i again i have my ticket stubs for hulk green <laughs> lantern uh justice league i'm 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 going <laughs> yeah uh, no for- i'm i'm gonna see it i i can't i honestly uh, if somebody gave me dynamite fucking odds on a bet that i could come up with you know something even remotely resembling what will end up on the big screen i wouldn't take the bet you know, million, million to one odds, I probably would walk away from that bet because, you know, they can give you the greatest odds of all time. If you know that it's a loser, it's a loser. It doesn't make a difference. The hypothetical, well, if I had one, yeah, so what? You know, so who the fuck cares? That's, well, that's a boring I uh, think it's a boring game to play. The easiest thing to do is you focus on, I think, Kato. You have that be the origin story because, again, it's cool that – it's cool that Brit owns the newspaper and they're pretending to be villains, but there's mm. there's a lot of Cato story that has only existed, uh, sure. you know, in the four color funnies. But that uh, again, my tickets already sold. I really love to see the Black Beauty. I hope they just have Cato properly uh, respected and let him have some fight scenes that aren't slowed down and sped up and. Let a martial artist fill that role. Well, yeah, that that was the other thing that um, the other point that I wanted to get to is that the films that are coming out of uh, Japanese and Chinese cinema are so stylistically different. Um, And, and, you know, a lot of times we'll either uh, bring over, uh, you know, kind of... uh, you know, the entire kit and caboodle, the entire production uh, from, you know, from some of the Asian cinema, uh, or we'll just cherry pick a director, writer, you know, uh, to try to try to mimic some of that. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, these are winning major awards and, you know, the, the ticket sales are, are through the roof. Um, I think if you really want it to be avant-garde and and kind of guarantee that your flick doesn't look like uh you know a dozen other flicks that came out that summer before it then you then you hand over the reins uh, of the production you know to a to a team that's going to handle it you know kind of uh, in in that way that it's where it's going to be unique but it's also going to be um you know uh it's going to be legitimately of it's going to be legitimately their art so that that i i can definitely see because as anyone who's who watched uh dragon the bruce lee story will tell you that um in china it was called the kato show that was that it should be 
Well, I mean, Bruce Lee is Bruce Lee, and and I don't think we'll ever have another one. But if if you have a, a Green Hornet and Kato movie where the focus is clearly on Kato, and Green Hornet is the secondary character, and the third character is the car, then I think you're guaranteed to put out something that's distinctly uh, unique and standalone compared to the original TV show or even the uh, the indie comics that came out after the fact. All I hope, my, my biggest hope, is that Alex Ross does the poster art. Because, oh, could you imagine? Oh God, this, his his work is just beautiful. The guy like, exclusively crushes. Him. Uh, I mean, if you're ever gonna see comic book property subjects on the wall in uh, you know a fine art museum, it's gonna be because Alex Ross painted it. He's he's absolutely just bonkers talented. He's amazing. But another amazing thing is my segment is over. And I want to tell you about our sponsors. That's right. We have sponsors this week. We're, of course, brought to you by our freaking selves. <laughs> U.S. Comics HQ is our handle on Instagram and on Facebook. Come say hi. Like us. Do tell it. Tell a friend about it. Come if on. you're watching this on Facebook Live, first and first, mostly, hi there. <laughs> Look how good looking we are. Know who wants to see this? Everybody you know. So click that share button. Go on iTunes, like, comment, subscribe. Do it. I'm telling you. I'll wait. Perfect. Good job. You get a silver cookie. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want that, but silver you're getting cookie. one. We're also available on Spotify oh. or anywhere you can hear a freaking podcast. We're also brought to you by Give a Dog a Bone at geocities.com. It's a dating site for dogs that want a bone. Mm. Well, give a dog a bone at geocities.com. It's like Grinder for dogs that are straight because gay dogs, they don't need no apps. Are you sure that it's not like a furry situation? Because just weekly, the, your, your whole informational system gets stranger and stranger. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'll go ahead and uh, give a dog a bone. I'll, I'll go ahead and snatch us out of the fires. Uh, and p any potential legal ramifications of Charlie's little falsifications. Keep uh, to keep my nose above water uh, emotionally, uh, and on my much like Doctor Jones in his never-ending quest for antiquities and adventure, my search for good happy news <laughs> has once again yielded a gem. Just a gem. And this is interesting because it is more conceptually exciting um, than detail exciting, mainly because very few details are out. So the world paused. What, Not what your fault. better thing to talk about um, is something that's very vague, but definitely, uh, definitely happening. So, um, you know, we're in the uh, we're in the Armageddon and everyone expected it to be zombies um <laughs> i Will Smith did. would have you believe that it was some kind of zombie vampire but it's a, it's definitely going to be something coming back from the dead to come back and and ruin our day sometimes though it can make our day in the category of back from the dead may i introduce you and the fine ladies and gentlemen of our viewing audience and listening audience the revived corpse of San Diego Comic-Con. What? You thought it was dead. You thought it was dead and buried in a Corona capsule, uh, waterproof and virus-proof, and maybe going to be trotted out for, you know, for Veterans Day and wave his little cap to the audience. But no, no, no. The fact of the matter is... San Diego Comic-Con is, like Mike Tyson, very much not retired, in fighting shape, and will probably knock you the fuck out as much as he would uh, look at you. So we are getting, uh, from the good folks at Comic uh, San Diego Comic-Con themselves, we are getting a virtual San Diego Comic-Con. Um, now this is coming straight from my, I hope this audio ports over to you at, uh, to some degree, Charlie, but you can maybe overlay it. 
Um, so the little the little 18 seconds of joy that I got from them today coming soon. Free parking, comfy chairs, personalized snacks, no lines, pets welcome, which I liked, badges <laughs> for all, and a front row seat to San Diego Comic-Con at home. So you can see that fun little 18-second uh, uh, cinematic. Um, ironically, or, or conveniently, whichever one you want to throw out there, that's all they're giving us. Uh, so we don't know guests. We don't know programs. We don't know what kind of exhibit hall we're going to see. We don't know diddly squat, frankly. And I, I apologize for that type you of language. You know what? We don't, we don't accept fucking foul language I, like that I, horse shit. I apologize. Dumpster. I apologize in advance. Um, but no, yeah, I'm I'm super freaking excited about it. So COVID did its very best to just take away everything that we loved. Um, uh, but but you know what though, my little child heart cannot be tamed. So we are getting an at home version. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see, and and clearly. With nothing else going on, I'm clearly going to be uh, to be there. I have no. I mean, clearly, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing for money. So there's going to be some <laughs> kind of monetary exchange. They're not doing shit for free, but I do have questions. Um, Take a screenshot with a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I'm like, guys, you know, you can you can DM me and I will make that for you. You can be sitting in fucking Thor's house. Um, and I can give you, uh, you know, uh, Fit Thor or Fat Thor, whatever, whichever version you want. I, I can handle that for you. So I'm not that. $30. <laughs> you and Johnny I'm, Legs. Uh, yeah, Charles, like, I'll take two copies. Dude, digital file, man. Um, so <laughs> so I am I am curious. Uh, I, think it, I think we're definitely going to get uh, entries from those projects, which were pretty much at the completion stage when all this happened and only their dates got adjusted. So like the Batman, uh, Eternals, you know, like these announcements, Ghostbusters, Black Widow, uh, there's a ton. Wonder Woman. I mean, you know, there, there are, there's a lot of content that's kind of sitting around there, sitting out there marinating, uh, because of everything that's going on. But my question to you, Charlie, cause I, I do like to hand off, uh, the baton, uh, kind of early is uh, in this virtual iteration. Um, what like you? What, what would your wildest dream be? Uh, I'll I'll subvert my handing off and I'll snatch the baton back. Um, in true older brother fashion, I'm like, here you go, psych. Um, no, no. I, I what I think is, and what for me would be a welcome uh, change would be the panel access because I am a very impatient man. No. So in per shut your mouth. In person, um, I am far less likely, unless Charlie's tugging at my sleeves, come on, come on. I want to see the boondock sense. Can we please? All right. And we fine. did. We did. And it we was did excellent. <laughs> um so so for me, not having the patience or sometimes the limited time at, at some of the cons because I can't make all four days or what have you, uh, I would love to be able to, at, at my leisure, catch the, uh, catch the, um, you know, the panels, which are basically going to be Zoom meetings. At this point, they'll all be home, so we'll all uh, get to enjoy our, the newest uh, popular, uh, popular pastime, which is looking through a celebrity to look at their the room that they're in. Um, so that's worth. That's awesome. That'll be, I think, a, a pretty neat thing, uh, in essence, to have, like, these Zoom... The way that the, all the older shows are doing Zoom reunions in character, like The Office and Parks and Rec and things like that, we're going to get, like, the, an Avengers Zoom meeting or... or um, um, or some of the movies that are upcoming. Look, if I can look into Wonder Woman's boudoir in a in the cleanest way possible, you have made my day and have justified 
whatever price for a virtual ticket you want to charge. For free? This is the most frustrating. For those of you that will never see this uncut, this is the most frustrating thing I've ever done is this Uh episode because my internet hates me. Cut that out. Don't cut it out. It's going to be the podcast. Ahem. For free at San Diego Comic-Con, you'll be able to see her in her office, Gail Godot. But for a premium fee, you can see her closet. <laughs> that would be $70. But yeah. you went to, to, to steal the baton back. What's really amazing is, for the most part, everyone is kind of self-quarantined. What's really, really cool, though, is there's always kind of weird... There's like weird things that always there's weird things that have popped up because of the quarantine. This guy, for some reason, has the screen used Mjolnir in his office. So Mm. like the idea of Sony, let's say, having a Ghostbusters panel where like you're in it and then go to the prop master and either have him show blueprints. Um, You could have Kevin Smith. You could watch the new Jay and Silent Bob movie with Kevin Smith after his panel for a premium i would do that we're like yeah. in in a picture I, in picture i i would do it specifically just to ask him questions because i watched the first 10 minutes of it and oof to the magoof i'm like what did it what did you lose a bet <laughs> he like, um why was some of this necessary? Like uh, the guy just lives in fancy. Oh but uh, what would be really awesome is have a Marvel panel and someone like. Could you imagine if they busted out Blade's new jacket? <laughs> That's a guy named Joe. Sewed that shit. Get Joe on the Zoom meeting where he's like, "Huh? Look huh. at it." Huh? I mean, I, it would probably be more exciting to see his sword. Or no, bro, I'm all about the fucking teeth. jacket. <laughs> you are just a seamstress that never got their wings, boy. You you really missed your calling in life, making little cutesy <laughs> outfits for your G.I. Joe figures. Uh, first of all, if you're going to say it, if you're going to bring it up, bring it up correct. I used to make my 12-inch G.I. Joes into, like, <laughs> Batman and Nightwing because I'm cool. There's something. My Superman something, had a right. big S, and I made it out of foam, and I was real proud of it. That's a fun <laughs> and that, fact. And he did that last week. Yeah, no, it's, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hold up the, like, I'll show you, mother trucker. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, well, not, not not really that interesting probably <laughs> to everybody else, but interesting <laughs> to me. Um, when you're talking about. It's so interesting. Um, no, it's not, though. <laughs> when you're talking about props, um. I, I just read that at the at the Disneyland, um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean, depending on what your level of uh, of uh, persnickiness is, um, there is the 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 Spanish treasure, like the treasure chest that the pirates are kind of going through all that rigmarole to to keep protected and whatnot, is straight up fucked. From the movie, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, because they, you know, they they did that whole thing where, um, in uh, with comic book movies, when the movie adaptation is super successful, they'll change the comic to reflect the movie, like the way it looks and blah blah blah. Um, so Disney did the, the very much the same thing. So Pirates was incredibly popular. Uh, they changed the fucking ride to to more mimic the movies and you know characters from the movies and and this and the other thing um but the fucking chest in the disneyland version of the pirates ride has been confirmed to be it was one of those uh it was one of the the fun conspiracy theories floating around out there not like attacking (laughs) science or anything like that that's got that's happening um but they were saying like oh that's from the movie and people like no and it turns out yeah huh it's from the fucking movie. Like the prop master uh, from from the first Pirates movie looked at it. He's like, "Yeah, this is totally one of one of ours." The the props on rides are not made in the same way, even remotely, as props that are intended to be in front of a camera. 
and it is straight up fucking from the movie, which is really awesome. That you know? is like, awesome. But that's all just I can, the trip out there. But like, like for every story like that, there are stories of like Ryan Reynolds has a Deadpool costume. Oh yeah, he does. He stole it. So he, it's like he wasn't gifted it. Yeah. They didn't say, you know, maybe maybe you you can hold on to it till next time. He was like. Yoink! And just fucking took to off. To be fair, if ever I was so blessed as to appear in a film, I'm taking something. Oh no, yeah, hundred like, percent. I if I played like the Rock Man, I would take my green fucking bullshit Lycra CG suit. It would be uh, under my clothes like I was a real superhero. Shit just uh, sticking out, all like awkward. You'd be at the table read, you know, day one, going through the script. You're like, mm, I'm stealing this. Like before <laughs> you've even list. seen it, <laughs> before you've even seen it in person, you're like mm, taking that. Charlie's sitting there with two highlighters, one for his lines and one for shit that he's going to steal. Be like, uh, as just uh, did anyone see what happened to the black beauty from our new from our new Cato and Greenhorn? <laughs> no fucking idea. Let me tell you something. Gal Gadot better hope that she's not my co-star, because I'll be like, "Where's Gal? Where's she go?" I'm like, "You said actors often will take things from their uh, from the movie." She's so. under your jacket, like, <laughs> like just fucking. Uh, I mean, if I wasn't so petrified of her Israeli military skills. I, I might consider it, but you and I have much, much different sensibilities. Gal, that's if you're the... listening, just, I'm just joking. Please don't whip the shit out of me. Please, I, don't. I have to be honest. That would be a thrill of a lifetime. Yeah, if yeah, Gal Gadot just told the first my time ass. that somebody tells the story, and the ironic part is, you'd be the one to tell the story. You'd be like, "Oh, listen to this awesome shit." You'd be like, "Nah, dude, she she just beat your ass." That's yeah, not bro, good. she stabbed me in the fucking eye. It was awesome. Then ultimately they're like, "Were you wearing that shirt though?" Because then I get it. Because she would be like super drawn into it and fighting for me. I get yeah, it. I mean, yeah, because Magnum PI got laid zero times. That's what it is. It was the mustache, dude. Fuck out of here. That mustache. He's got a mustache that walruses would envy. That fucking thing is no joke. But I, you know, to to go back a little on track. <laughs> so many people probably have amazing things. And who doesn't want to see, like, what the inside of Iron Man's helmet is? Like, just the stuff you could show. And you have to remember, social distancing and, and stay-at-home orders are wildly different things. So there might be a few people on the Sony lot to show us the new Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters 3. Sure. There might be someone from the Blade set that has, like, we made 50 gallons of fucking blood before production yeah. got shut down. Look I mean, at that, it. That could be a whole different um, segment, but as, as, a, a, as, a, um, as a convention goer who does not sit in on many panels... Oh, yeah. They'll show little snippets of the, of the flicks and... Um, um, you know, and, and many of these actors are nothing like the characters that they portray, and it really kind of allows them to show who they are. And uh, if you factor into that, not only do, are you uncensored to a, to a large degree because they can't stop you if you're in the middle of a sentence, um, but you're fucking at home to boot like you, the comfortability level is very very high now um speaking to a very large demographic of the people that do tune in uh to to us um in one way or another where this is a a, dra a drastic under uh under um acknowledgement of some of your some of your you know uh, talking about like a, a core group that you use to promote your product, um, you know that that'd be like if we were if we worked for Fago and we never fucking talked about the Juggalos or Insane Clown Posse, we're we're fucking assholes. Woo woo. Um, but the uh, I honestly really do feel as good as I feel for myself about having this content. My heart breaks for the cosplay community because that is their. To say that's their Christmas, Hanukkah, 
Halloween and Thanksgiving all rolled up into one. I personally know cosplayers that are world-class who prepare, who are in preparations for the next year's cosplay at the current cosplay. I'm complimenting their uh, their gear. And obviously, you know, your, your Ghostbuster regalia is a different circumstance because that's a 24-hour uh, day, seven-day-a-week um, full-time endeavor. Um, but I'm talking about like, like, you know, this year, my cosplay is this next year. My cosplay is going to be like, those are real cosplayers. They are, they are no turnovers. Incredible. That's what they do. They're cosplayers by definition. That's what's on their business cards, their vanity plates. Um, but I mean that my heart breaks for them. It, 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 it really, really does. I get that back. My big hope is that this extra preparation time will bring to us in 2021 the greatest cosplays of all time. I I think of the Iron Man suits I've seen. I think of the picture-perfect Wonder Woman I've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and to imagine, because a lot of times you, you talk to these people online, you know, grabbing a bottle of Faygo, uh, you know, it's $30 at a Comic-Con, but whatever, mm-hmm. you do what you got to do. And I've heard so many times from different amazing cosplayers, oh, I didn't get to finish my shield. Oh, I mm-hmm. had a sword too, but it wasn't it wasn't yeah. as good as everything else. So what's cool is we, we might get, but don't get me wrong, it's, it's a bummer. I'm hoping... It's a major bummer. I'm hoping San Diego Comic-Con finds a way of letting people showcase. Because the one amazing thing is to jump back to panels, which I go to a lot because I'm mm. somehow a, a little more patient than you. Um, what's great now, though, is we can have really vetted Q&A questions because every now and then you'll have an hour panel. You get 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a Q&A at the end, and the people that get up ask boring or repetitive questions. Yeah. Now, if you have a moderator, the Do whole show. Chat. Exactly. Oh, uh, are you really from Mandalore? <laughs> uh, you know, you could finally have, you could finally have these best of the best questions because yeah. the whole forty-five minutes of the panel, you have someone cherry picking the five best questions they found, yeah, that'd be good. and we all get a chance now. If you have a question, you can ask it. Probably won't get answered. But if you got online right away, didn't get to enjoy the panel because you're sitting cross-legged waiting to stand back up to ask you a question, and then they only get to two people, now you have what could amount to the best Q&As ever with amazing answers. It could be something really special in its own way. Yeah. And... You know, not to be awful, but traveling sometimes sucks. Finding a hotel sometimes sucks. Yeah. And the smell at some cons is <laughs> real bad. Well, well, the 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 thing, the funny thing is, I I instantly, um, I instantly converted this. Uh, that's our backyard. Home that's, away from home. That's our convention. So I've always told myself, self. One day you'll get to San Diego Comic-Con. And I, I certainly didn't think that the first time would be uh, would be in a virtual sense. But, you know, here's the thing, too, where uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Um, here's something that now conceptually is brand new. And uh, who knows? I mean, maybe there'll be at least certain elements of this of this concept where in its um you know the, the the version that we get uh virtually is superior to to what was been seen in person or you know that just just has come before it so what i'm really really hopeful for and i and i would be willing to lay down a bet uh depending on on the odds though um would be that certain elements of this will carry over once we do get into a place where we can be around each other again and breathing the same air and in person, um, I think certain parts of it will will carry double in size because you have your 
um, your in-person panels and people who are checking in from other parts of the world or, you know, uh, other parts of this country. Um, if you have a, a 500 seat uh, a room that a, that a panel is appearing in, they'll like the first 500 people that, that log in um, or by lottery or whatever, you'll get it virtually. There's still some level of exclusivity, which is what where value comes from. But um, you've ostensibly just doubled the fucking panel that got to see, you know, Zorro in space, uh, you know, for the first 15 seconds before it hits YouTube or, or something like that. So, yeah, I, I really think, you know, whether it's that or some other iteration, I think that it's a wonderful idea, first and foremost, because good Lord God, give us something. Give me something that's not a murder hornet or a fucking, you know, or face mask or toilet paper shortage uh, that I have to think about. Um, but but also as well as it's just it's just a feel good thank you type thing. So even though I'm I'm relatively positive, it's not a freebie. Uh, I still think it's a it's just a it's a wonderful thing. It really was. It was I, a I very think, very pleasant to wake up to. I think some things will be free and some things will be freemium. Um, I, I think you'll get a couple panels, but then you'll get, you know, maybe you only get the first 20 minutes of a panel. You don't see any footage. You don't see the Q and a, um, like porn at the hotel, just like give a dog a bone at geocities.com. Like, <laughs> jokes on you. Cause I finished before you started charging me. Ha <laughs> ha. Be like, I like it when the pizza boy shows up with pizza. That's the <laughs> most erotic part for Charlie. All I need is a setup, baby. My imagination can do the heavy lifting. I do make funny books. <laughs> like a code 732 when Affleck is in the trailer, homes. Ha ha! I wasn't even <laughs> with a hooker today. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck. If, um, he didn't, if he didn't consistently date, like, supermodels uh, and actresses, and I'd, dude, I'd feel the, bad, but I don't. The bird that he is dating right now. She's... Is- just Tremendous. Very, very talented. Just what a talent. She's super talented. And if she wasn't, I wouldn't care. Keep You're on just sitting there like starring who in fuck, films. Who walks away from Jennifer Garner multiple times? Okay. All right. You're the bombing phantoms, yo. <laughs> ben I Affleck. Take it away from I know he's like suffered from like depression and he's fought through alcoholism. And all sorts of other problems. But when that story's done, motherfucker was Batman, uh-huh. J-Lo, Jennifer Garner. Like, the guy for a while was, like, the best director working. He he could be on the... He could be the Mount Rushmore of comic book portrayals by himself. Motherfucker has been Batman, Superman, and Daredevil. And you know that there's a fourth one waiting in the wings for him in some... Maybe it's going to be a U.S. comics character. Oh, I hope so. Oh, I hope so. And we will build into the production budget your your, uh, hooker time in the trailer if need be. It's fine. It's fine. We will disappear them at our... at our cost. It's it's entirely fine. Literally, what do you think a COO does? Yeah, it's just shit from Goodfellas. That's it, bro. I'll I'm gonna a- go get the papers. Get the papers. I'm gonna go get the hookers. Get the hookers. All right, Charlie, two times <laughs> for my brother, the CEO of U.S. Comics. I'm the COO, yeah. and I will disappear, Ben Affleck's hookers, oh, any whatever day. You need. Oh, whatever on you call, need. twenty-four hours, seven days a week. No hookers too big. No fee is too big. This is U.S. Comics Cast. He's John. I'm Charlie. And John, I'll ask you this. What's the only way to end a fantastic technical issue-filled episode of U.S. Comics Cast? <laughs> there is only one proper way to take us out. The one, the only, the baddest, Bad Mary. I'm not enough.